Hello and welcome to Voices for Japan. This week, Jessica Strauss returns to share an amazing story of her family's unique history with Japan going back to World War II. This amazing story is really at the heart of what Voices for Japan is all about, showing how people from different backgrounds and countries can impact one another, often in the most unexpected of ways. You'll also hear brief mention of a book written by Jessica's uncle. The book is titled The Anguish of Surrender and is written by Ulrich Strauss. I highly encourage you to pick up this book online or at your favorite local bookstore, as it's a fascinating read. With that, I hope you enjoy this week's Voices for Japan. Welcome back to Voices for Japan this week. Uh, very happy to have Jessica Strauss back on the podcast with us. Jessica, thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks for having me back for the third time. But yeah, if you count the uh, the anime fans get back to, to Japan event, this uh, this is the hat trick. Uh, I feel, yeah. I, I feel very fortunate as, as an anime fan to have this opportunity. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me. Uh, anytime. You're always welcome. Um, and now we do a formal bow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose getting right into it, um, what was your reaction when you first heard the news about Japan? Uh, well, like I said in the interview that we did earlier um, before, that the, my family has a history there and I had a home in Japan, even though they're not Japanese. So I had a real physical reaction. I almost felt nervous from it, not just because work comes from there, but because I felt connected uh, to Japan in, in a way that's maybe different from other people because there's a whole uh, history of it in my family and what it meant to my grandfather and my uncle. And I, when I went there, um, when I was many moons ago, when I was a young adult, I went there with my family and it really made a huge impact on me traveling over there and seeing where they lived. And then also experiencing the culture and, and the people. And I had such a wonderful time there. And it, and it just also hit you that, oh, my God, this can happen to a, a country that's we know is being so stable, really. It's shocking. Um, and so it, it was shocking. Yeah. You, you of course, mentioned this uh, just now. And you, you told uh, the story on the, uh, the live Anime Fans Get Back to Japan stream. But... Uh, if you wouldn't mind, for, for anyone who's not already heard that story, would you mind sharing a little bit about uh, your your family's history in Japan? Because I, I find it so fascinating, and I think that it's a story that really is at the heart of what uh, we're really trying to stress with, with what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's a hard story to condense, but in a nutshell... <laughs> My my parents are first generation European. My dad was from Germany. Uh, his his father, my grandfather, was a German Jew. And uh, when Hitler was coming into power before the war, he got out before anything could happen to his family. But um, he got out just in time. Moved to Japan with a business connection and ended up staying there for nine years. And mistakenly uh, got a phone call from Jewish rep a Jewish refugee one day uh, that he was the, they thought he was the Jewish consulate over in Japan. And he started helping Jewish refugees escape Hitler once the war, once things got worse over there. And he did this, he was a very big hearted man, um, my grandfather. So he helped a lot of people. And then he got kicked out of Japan after Japan got into the war with Hitler 
because he could no longer stay there and they were sending spies over because he was helping Jewish refugees. And so for all that, the good in his heart, he still had to run away from his home twice. But yet, in the end, he had such a love for the Japanese people and his home there. And when he, uh, his final home that he had in Europe, he had a little Japanese garden, had a lot of Japanese art, and he, and he just honored, uh, the Japanese spirit so much. And I got that so, so much from being around him. And, um, it was, it, and then my uncle also did a lot of things after the war with the Jap- Japanese, um, working for our government. So that's a whole other story. And he wrote a book. Uh, I, was about, <laughs> about, I was about to mention that. <laughs> yeah. The Japanese, um, the prisoners of war, he interviewed them, what their experiences were after World War II. And I was just reading a section of it. And it's amazing that back then, probably not now, the Japanese culture, um, the POWs were afraid to go back home because they thought maybe they'd be rejected by their families for not winning the war. And they actually, I mean, there's amazing stories that probably doesn't take place anymore, but the cover-up by the government telling some families that POWs were dead instead of admitting defeat, it's amazing. And then how they actually felt when the Americans came over, they were a little bit afraid, but actually they, they, they learned about uh, a kindness that they didn't, that there wasn't a dishonor um, there was something else that they got out of it. And so I guess there's an evolution through chaos. That's the story. And a a kindness and an open-heartedness came through chaos. Uh, Absolutely. And I just find that story so incredible because it really illustrates uh, how how people from, from different backgrounds and different nationalities and religions can have a profound positive impact on one another. And and I think that, you know that's that's the kind of story that in this uh, this world of a rebuilding Japan uh, with what we're doing for Voices for Japan that's really the kind of uh, story that we need and and the kind of mindset that we need to to have to understand that you know it, it, even though it's happening on essentially the other side of the world uh, we we can have a positive influence on it. I just read something. Um, there's a website. Um, my boyfriend actually knows a guy that lives in Japan, and he's very much connected with the news over there. And there's a website. It's called ASAHI.com. It has news from Japan that's translated into English all the time. And they just opened Disneyland, in, I think in Tokyo. They opened it back up, and it was a very positive article about how it. it's like they had to close the whole place down. And it finally just opened up, This, I guess, last Friday. And um, it, somebody said going there gave them a peace of mind, going to Disneyland. Right. So, so there's like our little sense of animation and entertainment over there, and then we have their anime over here. And it, it's interesting how you know that I came across that article when I was looking at that site today. That that is, uh, I suppose, ironic in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, you were you were part of the Anime Fans Get Back to Japan event, and you've you've been sort of on, on ground zero uh, with with a lot of the things that we've been doing. Uh, what has been your reaction to the way that 
both the fans and the other members of the anime industry have responded uh, to to Japan in crisis. Well, I think it brings people out of what's, you know, like the things that you worry about on a daily basis. Everybody realizes they don't matter that much because then life comes in and says, hey, we've all got to stick together and all the little petty things that happen, whether it's good or bad, it doesn't mean as much as everybody coming together and what you guys did with your broadcast and raising all that money. It was just amazing. It's actually more than I thought you could yeah, you could do it. I just learned that you could do it. Right. <laughs> and then also all the all the actors getting together and offering things to you. I thought it was great. Yeah, I no? I, I will definitely agree that uh, when when I was asked to be a part of that and they said you know twenty five thousand dollars was the goal, I, I was thinking to myself, How? Yeah. yeah how, how are we going to do it? <laughs> But seeing the response from you and and so many of your colleagues, the the word just uh, spread uh, very quickly. Even though you know it was organized over the course of a week, and was just absolutely astounded by the response. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's just amazing that how everybody came together. And maybe in a way, if people can hang on to, you know, because it's almost like the news has passed by Japan. It's not in our newspapers as much anymore. Right. But if you and people forget what they learn from it, and hopefully they don't, maybe from what you're doing now. You know, it it, it there's a change that's going to happen because of this, in in all these different levels. It's it's more than a butterfly, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you would think at least. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I was amazed. Are you guys still collecting funds, or uh, we? Uh, I know that they are still uh, looking to 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 collect funds on that, and will continue to do so for uh, the foreseeable future. So that that's why I'm doing uh, the the voices for Japan my, myself and uh, everyone here at Chainsaw Buffet because uh, we we've reached out with with those live events but now uh we're we're hoping to to have something that's at least a bit of a sustained effort and we'll hopefully uh, reach a few people who haven't already donated or who have donated and and could possibly uh do so again mm-hmm. or, or at least you know help in some other way in whatever the way that they're able uh, as yeah. time continues to to march on yep yeah that's that's great so how uh how have you guys been? How was it for you? I was just curious. After that broadcast, you did you just fall over after doing twenty four hours, or were you just so uh, wired from doing it and collecting all that money? Did I, you not sleep? I stayed up for a good uh, few hours. It ended at six p.m. that Sunday, and I think I went to bed at around ten or eleven that evening. Um, and, and I think a lot of it had to do with. Um, uh, I was kind of uh, on this adrenaline rush where I had to decompress for a little while because it, it was really surreal. Uh, because when when I got invited, the the only thing I really knew to do besides appear on the stream and 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 uh, talk to some of the guests that that appeared on there was to ask uh, other p- voice actors for help, just because. I've had experience, you know, writing emails to, to folks like yourself out of the blue, um, mm-hmm. asking for interviews. So it, it was one of those, 
uh, there are people that I, I just contacted for the first time for for that event, and uh, and then there are people like yourself that I, I contacted again, even though you know when when you've already taken up so much of of somebody's time, it seems a little. Uh, greedy or, or, or unfair to do it again because you know you you of course have have a lot have a life and a career and and uh, things that that you uh, have every right to pursue but everyone was so good about doing it. Oh yeah, I mean, I I can't see why somebody wouldn't be happy to do it, even if they weren't connected to Japan. If they're on the anime, that's where their work comes from, so they'd want to make sure that they get on there and, and help out in any way they can. Yeah, it, it absolutely makes sense from a uh, knowing which side of your bread uh, is buttered. Uh, yeah, like like I was just in a session, the Japanese weren't there, but I was wondering what they're doing in Japan, like where they're living and are they okay? Right. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were getting the dialogue uh, that I was doing, I guess, via ISDN or whatever, but they... You know, they're still working. They're still trying to be, they're being courageous and going forward with their lives and um, with with their, with their everything that's happening in the country. So. Yeah. I, I think we've uh, taken up enough of your time, but before we let you go, uh, is there any parting words that you want to share? Oh, no. Just that I appreciate what you guys are doing, and I think that you're, the way you approached me and other actors is just great. The way you do it, I don't feel uh, put upon at all. In fact, it makes me want to help more. And I and I hope people still um, give more support to what you guys are doing because even though there's no nothing in the newspapers, if they go to that website, they can see that I just mentioned that the news from Japan that there's still stuff happening there that they're still struggling with and they're slowly coming out of it and there's going to be things that people can help them out with and donations people can make. Uh, any kind of goodwill uh, will put more goodwill into the world if they help out, you know, actors or fans or whoever. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us and, and a very personal thank you from, from all of us here on the podcast because uh, between appearing on the podcast and the Anime Fans Get Back to Japan event and Voices for Japan, you've uh, you've been supportive and tremendous every step of the way and uh, we, words really can't express uh, the level of gravi- gratitude that I personally have. Uh, for- <laughs> oh, you're welcome, John. <laughs> it's no problem. I, I enjoy it, and thank you so much for everything. And we're being very honorable here. We're thanking each other a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we can take a deep bow. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll close with a bow the same way that we opened. That's before. right. We close with a bow and honor each other. And uh, anyway, thanks for having me, and we'll talk again soon, possibly. Maybe uh, one day we shall meet. We never know. Uh, that, that would be fantastic. I, I hope to see you at some point. Uh, that would be great. All right. Have a good evening. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Voices for Japan. Remember to go to helpjapan.onepiecepodcast.com, www.redcross.org, or to the charitable organization of your choosing to help out with the relief effort in Japan. Be sure to tune in next week when Steve Bloom makes his debut on the podcast.